Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Please be seated. Hopefully, when a patron saint is chosen for a church, he or she is chosen because there is something in particular about the life of that saint that the people of that church wish to emulate. There's something that's related between the life of that saint and the people whom God has called to be that particular church family. Because we are Holy Trinity Anglican Church, we do not have a patron saint because we are named after the Holy Trinity. And so we had to choose a saint. Now, some of you have probably heard rumors that one of the reasons we chose St. Chad of Lichfield is because Steve and Monica were married in uh, St. Chad's Cathedral? Church. St. Chad's, I said church, like, I'm sorry, like an Englishman. St. <laughs> Chad's Church in Lichfield, England. And you may have thought, well, that's why we chose it. And you're correct. <laughs> that is one of the reasons we chose it. Steve brought that suggestion to me because of the significance that it had. But it also, this patron saint has significance for who we are as a church family and who God is calling us to be. I want to say that again. This particular patron saint has significance for who we are and who God is calling us to be. Saints are the lights of Christ in their generations. They are the ones through whom the light of Jesus shines in the darkness. Today we will bless two new beautiful candles which adorn the Lord's altar to the honor and glory of Almighty God and in loving memory of Don Boulay. Like these candles, saints burn to the honor and glory of another. These candles do not burn to their own glory. These candles burn to the honor and glory of another, our Lord Jesus Christ. They bear witness to that light which has come into the world in Jesus to pierce the darkness, not only of this world, but of our hearts and lives. We all are broken. We all are fallen. We all struggle. We all stumble along the way. And it's into the midst of that darkness that the light of Christ comes. And just as these candles shine, not to their own glory, but to the glory of Almighty God, so the saints of the church were called to shine not for their own glory, but to the glory of Almighty God. And we are called to shine not to our own glory, 
but to the glory of another, the glory of Almighty God, the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've said before, and I'll say it again, the church is the only organization that exists firstly for its non-members. You see, it's not about us. It's about God and those whom he loves and those whom he is calling to himself. We cannot shine to our own glory. Holy Trinity Church cannot be about Holy Trinity Church. It could be about the Holy Trinity, but not Holy Trinity Church. We, like these candles, like the saints in every age of the church, we must burn for another. We must exist for those who are broken, like ourselves, so that they can know the wholeness of God. We must exist for the wounded, like ourselves, so that they can know the healing of God. We must exist for those who walk in darkness, like sometimes ourselves, so that they can know the light of God. Like these candles, like our patron saint, we must burn to the honor and glory of another. Now I'll admit, I would love to be in a church that was all about me. St. Michael's, the archdeacon. We had a babysitter watching the girls a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I knew that this uh, young woman recently had a new bow, and so for those of you who are uh, under the age of 700, a bow is a boyfriend, and uh, I only knew that um, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If you remember, she refers to, to him. Uh, I forget her name now. Priscilla? What was it? Cl- yeah, Clarice, yes. <laughs> refers, thank you, thank you. <laughs> as, see, we talk about important things here. Uh, as her bow, and that's how I, I knew that. But I, I, so I, I said to her, so how's, uh, how's Connor? How's your new boyfriend? And she said, Oh, he's all about me. (laughs) And it just struck me really funny. But isn't that how we perceive the world? Oh, it's all about me. But not so in the church. Not so for priests. Not so for deacons. Not so for bishops. And not so for God's people. We must burn for another. For God. And for those whom he loves those he can't imagine being in eternity without. And so, like our patron saint, St. Chad, we must burn for Christ. And we must live not for ourselves or for our own glory, but for another. I'm going to quote again from the Collect, 
that we read this morning for the Feast of St. Chad. Keep us, we beseech thee, O God, from thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, and ready at all times to step aside for others that the cause of Christ may be advanced. Keep us, we beseech thee, O God, from thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought. That could be a full-time job for me. And that's why I have to pray every day, Lord, bind my mind to your mind. My thoughts to yours. Give me your eyes that I can see myself and others as you see me and would have me see them. Help me not to see people's faults, but to desire only like you, that they would know you more fully. Help me to see them, yes, fallen, broken like I am, but as persons whom God truly loves and desires to have a relationship with. It's easy for any of us to see someone's faults. He's too much this way. She's too much that way. I don't like this. I don't like that. And it's easy for us to point those things out. But even Jesus in the book of Revelation starts off with each church before he challenges them, praising them, for what is good in them. And then, having praised them, he calls them more deeply into relationship with them and to repent to turn their life around. But do we see the good in people first? I've shared this story before, but it's worth repeating. One Lent, I was in seminary, and I decided that Uh, in the chapel, in order to refocus my heart on Christ and not on other people, that if I had any negative thought whatsoever, anything negative at all come into my mind, that I would immediately say, Oh, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, and bless them, so that I could shift the focus to my own need for God to correct my heart, and simply ask God to bless them, but to have mercy on me. I thought this was a pretty good Lenten thing to do, and figured that probably once or twice it would, I would be saying that prayer, but that it would help me redirect myself. So I went into chapel that day, and I was one of the first people in there, Now, hopefully you all know that the reason we genuflect, genuflect is to go down on one knee, which is a, um, a, it's symbolic of full prostration, of one laying their entire life before another. We genuflect to acknowledge the presence of Jesus that is here in the tabernacle in the Blessed Sacrament. And so we come into the church, we bow from the waist, or we genuflect to say, Lord, I give my whole life over to you anew this day. 
my fallenness, my brokenness, my temptations, my sins, my hopes, my desires, my fear, my anxieties, my shortcomings, everything that is good, everything that is bad, all that I am, my heart, body, soul, spirit, mind, and memory, I lay before you. But we don't genuflect if the tabernacle isn't there, if Christ isn't reserved. And in this particular chapel that I was in, the tabernacle was in a side chapel, and so there was no tabernacle. And I was there praying, and I heard a little noise, and so I looked over, and in was coming my buddy Russ, who was a seminarian, and he came in, and uh, he genuflected and then got into his pew. And I thought to myself, what an idiot. Yeah, he's going to be a priest, and he doesn't know that he shouldn't genuflect? What's, oh, here I am in God's house, ripping him down. Oh, well, Lenten discipline, praise God. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner, and bless Russell. Bless Russell. In came Jennifer, who was studying for a Ph.D., and in she came in black cassock and sandals on her feet, and neon yellow socks that could replace Rudolph, back to Rudolph, in leading Santa's sleigh. And she walked in, and I thought, what is wrong with her? How inappropriate it is to wear socks like that into the church? And then I thought to myself, how inappropriate it is to rip someone down when you're in God's house. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, and bless Jennifer and her socks. <laughs> and I started to realize that for almost every person that came in, I had some thought about them. And I realized just how easy it is for us to focus on the negative than the positive. And how I, in the presence of Almighty God, in His house, was exalting myself over every person, thinking more highly of myself than I ought. What a blessing we have in St. Chad. I'm going to read a little bit about him. And ask yourself, during this Lent, how can I emulate this patron saint of ours so that during Lent I may grow more closely to Jesus and be a light for him in this generation and light these candles that we will bless today, burn not to our own honor and glory, but to the honor and glory of another. One of four brothers dedicated to service in the church, Chad was trained by St. Aidan of Lindensfarne as a follower of the Celtic tradition. His elder brother said a godly and upright man had built a monastery at Lastingham where he governed as abbot at his death, said left the abbacy to his brother Chad. According to the historian, the Venerable Bede, Chad was, quote, a holy man, 
modest in his ways, learned in the Scriptures, and zealous in carrying out their teaching. Maybe that could be our prayer as a church family. Lord, we are broken, but by thy grace may we move towards holiness. Make us modest in our ways. Let us not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Help us to realize that we can't do it by ourselves, that we need God and we need one another. Learn it in scriptures. Let's start by opening the scriptures. Asking the Lord to take that word and place it in our hearts. If you read something you don't understand, that's okay. Just say, Lord, I don't understand it, but place your truth within my heart. Help me to desire to carry out your word and not my ways. You see, we don't like to think of it this way, but when we choose our life instead of God's, life for us, when we choose not to be with the Lord or to live according to his word, what we're saying, although we wouldn't like to think of it this way, is, Lord, I am greater than you. My desires are greater than your desires. Now, which one of us would have the guts to come into the church and say that out loud? thought you were raising your hand. She, she was scratching her head. I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should talk after. But that's what we're saying. Lord, I can do it. I don't need you. But I do. I need the Lord. Impressed by Chad's qualities, the king appointed him Bishop of York. Chad was ordained by, quote, bishops of the British race, who had not been canonically ordained. Chad was, the historian notes, a man who kept the church in truth and purity, humility, and temperance. Following apostolic example, he traveled about his diocese on foot. The new Archbishop of Canterbury, Theodore, arrived in England four years after Chad's ordination as a bishop. Theodore made it clear to Chad, your ordination has been irregular, not according to the proper custom. Chad humbly offered to resign from his office, saying, Indeed, I never believed myself worthy of it anyway. Theodore, impressed by such humility, appointed him Bishop of Mercia and Northumbria. Chad continued his custom of traveling around his diocese in a red Mustang. I mean, on foot. until Theodore ordered him to ride at least on longer journeys. He built monasteries. He prayed for his people. 
And at the time of his death, his biographer writes, he joyfully beheld the day of the coming of his Lord, whose coming he had always anxiously awaited. He was mindful to his end of all that the Lord did. Isn't it amazing that most obituaries list what we've done? Chad was mindful not of what he had done. He didn't go before the Lord saying, I've planted monasteries and I've preached your gospel and I've prayed for the sick and I ministered to the poor and I fed the hungry. Look what I have done. No, he died mindful of what the Lord had done. And so he is a wonderful patron saint for all of us. Because like these candles, which I am about to bless, Chad shone not to his own glory, but he burned for another, Jesus Christ. May our prayer for ourselves as a church family be that we never consider ourselves more highly than one another or more highly than we ought. May we exist for the non-member. And may we burn. May we burn as beautiful, as beautifully, beautifully, thank you, as these two candles. But may we burn not for ourselves, but for Jesus Christ. Amen.